0: You don't know well, then you just, you. I mean, we're all kind of mad in a way when we believe our everything our conditioned mind, well, except we, we're we more kind of selective. We we know we know what's what's conventional reality, and and so we don't kind of go around saying things that uh, are against the conventional realities of a of world view. But that's still a uh, battuchanan, an enlightened being, you know, you can say all the right things and fit into the society and, and get along very well and be elected prime minister and president or still live in the world of, you know, of uh, you know, of these deluded mental states, but they're all, we all agree that this is how we're going to regard the world. You know, like that's the Gulf War, because everybody, there's there's an agreement that the world is a a world of countries and races and rights and privileges and grudges, and (coughs) despite resenting the uh, the next one, Boundaries are real. The astronauts went up. Yeah, they looked at the Earth from from the, they could see the Earth as a whole. They couldn't find one boundary. They couldn't see the Kuwait-Saudi Arabian boundary or the Iraqis. What happened there? It's right there on the map if you look. So this is. Uh, knows that how much you believe how many you really believe Britain is a reality this is this is actually this is is a real this is this is a country that uh, is real or is it we just all agree to perceive it in a certain way Mm -hmm. like Israel we can there's so many you know views and opinions about who has the right to Israel and uh, who's whose piece of property it really is God promised it to the Jews or when they left and did either have the people that moved on to it were they <coughs> is it theirs or they were forced off it and the Jews had the right to take it back and God because God gave it to them in the first place and and uh, all these kind of things are just proliferations of the human mind. We create this whole realm and fight over it, die for it. Their grudges, resentment, Mm all their nothing really. So what? Abhicha, Pandaya Sankara. The body is the same thing, you think it's yours. So, you identify you, uh, you identify as an anybody criticizes it, or makes fun of it, or compliments it, and you take it all personally. <coughs> <coughs> you can contemplate this, just how, yeah. how easy it is to believe the feeling screaming voices I can't stand this this isn't fair I don't shouldn't be like this and, and, I'll never forgive you And you've ruined my life and all that kind of stuff it's conditioning of the mind only it's nothing except you believe it when it starts going off like a cruise missile you, you believe it completely committed to your feelings as realities. You be very self-righteous. Saddam Hussein is his fault. And, uh, like nasty man. Dirty old man. He should be punished. And Mr. Thatcher's. He's a criminal. He should be punished. A wicked man. It's a, that's a feeling, isn't it? <coughs> the, uh, that's an emotion. if we want to to get even, punish the wicked, or take seek revenge for those who have hurt us. There's that that level of <coughs> of human behavior. Then, the idealistic behavior is we should be all forgiving. And, we should be compassionate. There's a peace, peace people are, are, you know, the anti-war people are very idealistic. We should be loving and kind and forgiving and, and have you know, the high ideals of uh, how things should be. Now, positions aren't absolute, are they? I mean, they say everything we should be loving and forgiving and kind and that, that's, that's an ideal. So you reflect. That is a, that's what ideas are. Those are ideals. So you, you know an ideal as an ideal, not as something to grasp and go around anguishing because the world doesn't, or you or the people around you aren't ideals. This is the karma, the world karma we're facing right now. This is the result of what humans how humans behave and it's not just Saddam Hussein and and uh, as, as, as the one that's wrong or Iraqi or Muslims or Israelis I mean, it's, it's, it's our human karma in general we're all involved in it this is, this is a really a world war taking place the reflective mind can contemplate in this way. The emotional mind will, and this is a reflection, and this is world karma. It's is our human all of our human karma. We're all involved in it now. Unfortunately, we're we, not being bombed here, yeah. but we are in other places. So, but we're still involved and we all have contributed to this kind of thing through ignorance, selfishness, and <coughs> And so this is where, say, amravati, you're here to, to, to transcend it, because, to, because you didn't do it out of malevolence, did we? we? We don't, you know. I don't think very few of us are mal- malicious creatures that just want to go around causing trouble to other people. And making other people miserable. We have a. I don't detect <coughs> that, that maliciousness is a is a particular problem. But ignorance is, itself, dullness, stupidity, not looking very deeply at anything, just believing everything, just going along with the party line, just following the latest <coughs> fad and trend, never investigating or or not having the opportunity or the encouragement to look at Dhamma, to see and contemplate Dhamma. I'm not asking you to go around, I'm responsible for the war in the Gulf, that's stupid. Because I, that's not what I'm saying. you go going around there, I'm responsible for the war in the Gulf.
1: <laughs>
0: but the... <laughs> but the uh, Contemplate it as uh, you know. Not not take it as at its face value. Don't believe in the propaganda. Uh, but just recognize that these are a result, This is resultant karma. This war is the result of things of what has happened, of the way human humanity is at this time. Of many things that have contributed to misunderstanding, suspicion, and fear. Oftentimes, good intentions like uh, American aid and generosity, sometimes you know, given with a, with the idea of helping, sometimes corrupts. Not that that even, you know, that the United States. Uh, it, you know, there's one view that it's a totally selfish country that. Just interested only in itself, and and only gives to get something back. And uh, I mean that can be one aspect, but nothing is that simple. Though a very idealistic country, and wanting uh, wanting to help others, this has been very generous country. Mm-hmm. So it's quite generous with its wealth. So it, but also it, it's not wise, it's not a wise country. So it. Even in its generosity, it can create problems. So, <coughs> if there's not wisdom, if there's not right understanding, and even our good intentions can can backfire on us. I meant well. I only wanted to help. Really ruined the situation, but I only was trying to help. Bombing Israel again, and uh, they're probably doing it right now. <laughs> Americans weren't successful in destroying all their launching pads, so they're, they're, and the Israelis have been quite restrained, but they don't expect them to be restrained very much. <laughs> continuous, ongoing, 24-hour blasting of the Iraq. So this is, uh, this is, they they just keep, uh, it's an ongoing uh, war, I mean, where, where I guess the Iraqis don't have much, uh, you know, to, the, the sophisticated weaponry of the, Americans are uh, so sort of superior. If that's, the, that's what they say on the radio. No, they they haven't done anything yet, here. I remember that uh, heavy coma. trying to destroy the enemy. We all know what happens, don't we, when we try to destroy the mm-hmm. so enemy? Do you know what happens when you try to destroy the enemy? The Israelis are being (laughs) extremely secretive because they don't want. Because the the missiles they're using are the Russian ones, and they're they're not they're they're not very accurate. For like the cruise missiles, they're amazing, they're accurate. They can they can get them, like they send them directly to a place, a target and they destroyed the telecommunications building in Baghdad and the missile went right through the streets of Baghdad and entered into the telecommunications building and blew it up from inside without destroying any of the buildings around it. (laughs) (laughs) Right, or it went it went went onto the roof and down a vent. (laughs) So it, again, they can have a very high level of accuracy in aiming it at, at uh, just what they want to get. But the, uh, the Soviet model like the gun missiles, uh, they send them off and they don't quite know where they're going to go. And, you know, <laughs> hope they get over there somewhere. They're fired from the Persian Gulf, ships, and they have a, a computerized map so that they can, they follow a map, that's how they know how to get to like just this telecommunications building or the presidential palace they live up. Saddam Hussein's pilot. He just built it. <laughs> Christmas I went in and blew it out. But it's, uh, you know, it's uh, at least they're not, uh, it's not a kind of, uh, at least on that side, it's not just, uh, you know, blasting in, uh, of, uh, with bombs that, uh, you know, just indiscriminate Blasting away. Mm. And Jordan uh they don't miss borders for the refugees, they're expecting Well, he said that uh you are asked or said that all those that are faithful to the religion who um uh, uh, terrorism throughout the world. Um you know the have uh, they feel about it? Well it's not it's not a really they don't they wouldn't uh, I don't think that would be we're in any dangerous Buddhists <laughs> but, but Pamo and I, American. But we don't look too American. I hide him away. <laughs> <laughs> keep my mouth shut. Then, <laughs> yeah, but they're also uh, uh, in Bangkok. They've, they've had a warning of terrorism, where there's, you know, uh, some something came through about terrorists in Thailand, not Thais but Iraqis terrorising American tourists, British. So even Thailand is yes. Well, they they regard Buddhism as a as a kind of you know false religion, worship idols. You know. But generally, I mean, they're not. At one time, you know, they when they invaded India, they just draw, but I've, but I don't think they're uh, anti. But the. Uh, chief, the Ayatollah, head imam in Iran has said that any Muslim killing an American goes straight to paradise. But he also said that this is not an Islamic war. So I mean uh, that's, that was, uh, I was quite glad to hear that because Saddam Hussein is saying it is, it's a holy war. Want to to get involved. And of course they they have no, no reason to help Iraq. Hmm. <coughs> What buttons do you set you off? What what uh, was your weak point? Where do you go berserk? Yeah. Ask yourself what. Where do you really lose your mind? With get carried away with emotions. You have to know that. You have to know where it is. Where you really get carried away. Where you get lost. <coughs> We have to, to find that spot, know it, like the warrior Achilles. He, had, he was invincible. because the be one place where he was vulnerable. His heel. One place. And that's where he was defeated. Was in that one place. Maybe you have more than one place. Maybe maybe you have many places. Maybe you you get defeated over so many things. Defeat, that's not personal. Don't think of yourself as being that very I am is your defeat. When you believe I am and develop a whole world around yourself then that's, that's the weak place that's your Achilles heel so you're not trying to to just uh, show uh, you know, develop a, a kind of armoured appearance, and that's what we do and we build our defences and kind of uh, try to protect ourselves but in doing that we leave our our, our vulnerable spot is is, uh, is exposed really because anyone that has to defend themselves uh, all the time is obviously a very deluded person. So we know immediately that they you can manipulate them. You can get at them. You know how to get at them. So like a, 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 an unscrupulous uh, person can take advantage of ignorant people. Huh? They know how to, Get at you. you, know how to make you go, how to get you going. <coughs> Remember, when I, I was teaching English in Bangkok at the University, in Bangkok, and they they wanted me to replace this. There was an American woman, <coughs> wife of an army officer, who was teaching, but they the students didn't like her at all, which she's a a really skinny little woman, and cigarette really nervous, it's just kind of tension all the time around her, puffing away on fags. And she comes in, she's like, <laughs> blowing up all the time, and so uh, the the uh, head of the department, Thomas, thought you that if I wanted to take on this class because they seemed to be very difficult and I was desperate for work <laughs> I said I'll try it and <laughs> so, so I I went into this class and they were all most of them had been uh, could speak English quite well and then some had been to America or England and <coughs> to high schools or educated abroad and you know, they had a high fluency of, of English and uh, I asked them I said I heard that you really persecuted this, t- this woman and they, they laughed and they said well she was we just uh, like to see her blow up <laughs> 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 I guess the class was so boring, you just sit there and then you could do the things and you know you knew exactly what buttons to press and sit there and she's ranting all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Like say, say, for example, in uh, say my position, I and mean, in uh, important position, that's uh, you know in the world. plane then, then all that sense of responsibility got taken as a per- in a personal way, then uh, this is a kind of feeling when you're put in positions and you're you and people look to you all the time and uh, people, uh, you know, expect a lot from you all the time, then you, then you are, uh, you know, you, you have to really be careful of, of the uh, mental state formed, both on the negative side of resenting it, and also the, the, um, the, the fact that that you can take yourself very seriously. And, um, <coughs> you know, I'm, I'm very, I have to be responsible. Try and do the best I can. i got to. You know, I am responsible because I've got to make it work. And these kind of feelings are are Achilles' heels, are weak points because they they can even seem very important. They're like duty, sense of duty, has uh, has is very important. Uh, has a, a quality of importance to me anyway. I have a sense of, a very strong sense of duty so I, you know, it, it can be a big burden to, to always feel that you have these duties and you're responsible and you can't let down people you've got, you can't let anyone down you've got to always be there and help and serve and these kind of things taken on a personal level can, uh, can really be very can, can really wear you out and you, you end up a basket case, Quivering mass. If you if you can't reflect on it, if you can see it as dhamma, then there's no problem. One can do anything. What life calls you to do, and that you can do it. If you if you see if you see it as dhamma, as soon as it becomes <coughs> yourself, then then it's going to. Turn on you in some way, you're going to suffer. So that's why it's so important to 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 develop this. This practice is a priority. is the reason we're here. And where the other things like spreading Buddhism and helping other people and saving sentient beings and and. Uh, trying to bring peace to the world and and uh, bring love into the minds of others and all these are certainly good ideals but the practice has to you know if you if those are, if that's all you ever do you you can uh, be uh, destroyed by your idealism so, so if you don't have that right understanding I mean, then even your ideals are going to cause you misery and suffering because where it's saddha, faith have this complete and utter faith in Buddha Dhamma I'm Not, I mean, I'm just this is a reflection not a command but you need to develop that sense of trust in ability to just watch things as they are that, just that awareness of whatever rises ceases. And that applies to every, every possibility from the most kind of vague uh, unnameable feeling to, to anger, to, to um, you know, Mount Everest, Planet Earth, whatever. Uh, all conditions are impermanent and not self. And to, and to reflect, to get to feel at ease within that position of knowing. How do you do that? Because usually we don't feel at ease. We want something to hold on to. Give me something to hang on to, Sameda. Give me something I can hang on to. Give me something to do. Tell me what to think. Tell me where to go. What should I do next? What <laughs> <you> do? <laughs> Am I doing it wrong? Well? What should I believe in? And this is, I want something to hang on to. I gotta have something because I feel so ill at ease and insecure without anything to hang on to and depend on. So then you. But this is like the the part in mindfulness. There's nothing to hold on to. So. You can hold on to things, but you know you're holding on. It, it's not it's because you know that there's no, no need to hang on or hold on. But this grasping out of ignorance is that you're just hanging on to things, one thing right after another. And when it's taken away from you or it disappoints you, then you have to find another thing to hold on to. Unless you, and unless you develop the, the path where there's nothing to hold on to anymore. There's no need to. But remember, your, your conditioned mind isn't going to like it. It's going to start screaming, complaining. Remember, I used to have inner, this kind of screams in my mind. When I was in Thailand, those first few years, I used to have these incredible kind of inner screaming noises, saying, I want to live. <coughs> I want. You can't. And this... Uh, is that uh, you know it's like something in me was just screaming away because the life seemed so like something I was dying away or I was I mean monasticism isn't it it's a kind of death The condi- you're letting all your conditions die and uh, and you're not feeding them you're not, you're not uh, giving them a, a chance to keep going so they start fading dying out and the reaction sometimes is panic so you get He's very strong. Yeah, I've got to get out of here, I can't stand it anymore, this, this kind of thing is, is a, a reaction sometimes when, when, you're, when actually you're experiencing death, death of self, death of condition, the ending of condition. So if you don't have a refuge, then you're just going to start believing that, that kind of uh, energy. That kind of panic. You, you'll, you'll latch on to the nearest, you'll find the best excuse to get out of here. Let me out. Oh, My mother's sick. I've got to go help my mom. That's noble, isn't it? <laughs> or, uh, I really feel that uh, that that you can practice just as well as a lay person. You don't need to be a monk or not. The Buddha said, uh, everything is Dhamma, all Dhamma does but the lay person is love, no, doesn't make any difference. Might as well practice a lay person. <laughs> These kind of justifications because there's a lot of uh, fear and and you and you have to get out saving your face. But well, how many of you just you say, oh, I'm frightened to death. I don't want to I don't want to be, I don't want to be enlightened yet. I want to be deluded for a while and enjoy it. <laughs> 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 well, at least that's the level of honesty, isn't it? The other stuff is just nauseating, the kind of phony excuses that people make. It's dishonest. You still want worldly happiness and have a relationship, have a baby, uh, get a job, travel around, be free to do what you want, and, and smoke dope and, and have some adventures and all that. Well then, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's certainly <laughs> understandable as a kind of attractive uh, possibilities. And... Uh, certainly all of us have had desires in those directions, <laughs> those are desirable things, but then if you're, if you're not honest with yourself then you, then you will find a phony excuse, which is dishonest, and that, that I don't. you know, one can't respect. Mm-hmm. Well, you can practice as well as a lay as a layman. You know that's that's true. But you're not a layman. <laughs> you can also practice as a samana. You got you got more support and help as a samana than as a layman. But you can't do it as a samana. What? Make, possibly can you do it as a layman? <laughs> if you haven't seen it with everything helping you, how do you think you can do it when when there's nothing much, not much support, you know, it's a a kind of attrition that's taking place, a grinding away of the ego. Let it just work its way on your mind till there's absolutely nothing left, you're totally humiliated and dissolved in your self Conceit is all just absolutely you know, gone. It just doesn't work. Doesn't operate. That's what. That's the priority. And then some of you want to make a big deal about, you know, the your position and the sangha and and your these kind of things. Don't make de- big deals about all that stuff. We just do the best we can. With, with what we have. I'm not, I'm not, you want to be an abbot of a monastery, or you want to be a teacher, you want to have a position, want to be recognized, or you feel you should, or all these, then then the, then the structure, the conventions are, are just supporting an ego. If you're just made to clean the toilets for the next 30 years, And you do that because your priority is practice rather than position. Then you really have, have some, you know, that'll be definitely uh, better than being head head monk or head nun, and uh, and getting carried away with all the worldly duties, positions, and responsibilities, and and uh, so forth. But if you're... But that doesn't mean that those things can't... We, we can also have these positions, but then use them for reflection. So it's not a matter of idolizing toilet cleaning as a way to, the, to uh, enlightenment, but recognize the, the, the kind of humble positions or the important positions, those aren't that's not what we're here for, that's, that's not the priority thinking that that uh, some people are afraid to take on responsibilities so they think oh, I, if I take on responsibilities I won't be able to do it and that, that kind of thing is also ego thinking that you have to do something else that you can't meet what is what is, uh, what, you're, what is made available to you, what you're asked to do. So you can, there can be, you know, one can be an abbot of a monastery or, and, and meet that and do that without making it into any burden whatsoever, and that's the challenge. of of taking on responsibility so that it's not burdensome. Like, like, I don't feel burdened by anything that I'm doing in the the position I'm in. And yet, yet you know, it could be a terrible burden when you think about it, when I think about it, from the conditioned mind, it, it seems uh, kind of overwhelming, endlessly complicated. Where you're having to go to all these different monasteries, you know, New Zealand, in Australia, <coughs> all the time, really, these different places, where everybody, the people, have so many problems, and there's always some difficulties to deal with, some misunderstandings, disillusionment. Go here, go there. People don't like this much, They don't. Aren't content with that, they want this. And uh, a lot of it's very nice. So there's this one one thing of, of uh, you know, where the problems and difficulties of any of worldly life. Then there's also the very pleasant side where everybody's really hospitable and eager and positive and grateful and all that so it has, on the worldly side it has both great pleasures and great pains but they needn't be (coughs) a burden because one reflects on it this is the way life is I don't expect any of the branch monasteries or this one to never have any problems (coughs) I'm not Asking the Branch Monastery to not have any problems. Right. No problems come and go. They can solve them. It's just part of our human experience. Difficult situations of misunderstandings. People getting offended. People mm. getting disillusioned. It's just life. Why should it be otherwise? Why should why should that not happen to me? Why should I be exempt from all that? Part of life, isn't it? I've never seen all my life I remember that. As just a part of it. In when I was a child in school and university that But on the personal level, it can be oppressive. You think, I am responsible. For they want me to solve the other. They want me to, to you know, the sense of, I, they want me to answer all their questions and me to solve all their problems. And, or, oh, this is so burdensome to have to deal with all this boring stuff. And, oh, 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 grumble, grumble, complain, a complaining mind. So one uses that. Watch that in myself, it grumbles, I'm really attentive to it, I know it, because I've, I've really studied my, the grumbling in me, because I'm a real grumbler by nature, I really, and that's one. that's the weak, one of my biggest weaknesses, is grumbling, so I... <laughs> <laughs> I really study that. I know it. When As soon as I wake up in the morning, I'm aware that it kind of... I'm, I'm aware what it is. <laughs> so it, it, when you know it, it, it loses its power to kind of zap you and delude you. So this is where, you know, like in in, uh, if you have responsible position. Uh, really, really look at like, you know, I'm a very, I have to be responsible now, and I'm senior, and I'm teacher, and I have to, and you have to, and blah blah blah. Listen to that stuff, and see whether it is just, what is it, you know? Conditions of the mind. Don't become a teacher. Don't become uh, head of a monastery on that level. Don't become a senior monk, or or an important person, or don't become somebody who who's just uh, just an anagarika or a merely a layman, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or only a junior monk. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> stuff. No, you you see, you know, <coughs> it, but you can observe that you know, like I'm only a layman, or I'm only a uh, the, I'm only a new anagarika, or. This kind of thing is, can be, you can learn from that, that, that kind of thinking, recognize it as uh, for what it is rather than believe it. I that like here in, in Britain, to to really talk about what wrong with already be. Recognize that it's conditioning of the mind to uh, and, and a kind of negative uh, feeling of always kind of putting down things or dismissing or just uh, diminishing, isn't it? The, the British tend to to underestimate understate everything and put it down a bit, you know. So that they, there's a tendency to to do this with the mind. To not say really how you feel or acknowledge your real feelings. Oh, how are you? Quite a lot. (laughs) And then uh, kind of, uh, because, uh, you know, one doesn't, doesn't want to burden somebody else with how they're really feeling, which is considerate in a way. But also, but you tend to do that oftentimes with yourself. You don't really admit. You know, you, you never bring into full consciousness how you're real feeling, how you're actually feeling. <laughs> like, like, if you hate the monastic life, you can't stand it anymore than you think. Argentina is the biggest drip in the world, and just between, what? Right. Right. Living the holy life, keeping morality, and everything—it's quite, quite, quite a good thing to do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so you, <laughs> so you. Uh, But, I mean, if you... But underneath that might be, like, like all this repressed anger. That you... uh, Something like Heather, it all comes out in an uncontrollable way. Things she was saying to me the other day, good grief. She never would talk to me before. She never speak to me. At least she's telling me absolutely everything. Non stop. And if you, so before it gets to that stage, <laughs> I invite you <laughs> to, to really, to, to, to admit into consciousness, like, 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 and listen in the way that I've been describing, so that anger and hatred and resentment is, is made into, brought up into your consciousness and seeing. You can deal with it. You have the, the strength. And the wisdom to deal with it if you if you know what it is, but if you don't know what it is, then it you know it you, it always is going to be influencing your life and causing kind of dampening everything and creating this, this <coughs> kind of miserable uh, feelings all the time. sometimes, you know, we, we tell, like, if there is somebody, to some other monk or nun and say, I hate this life, I can't stand it. And then we feel threatened. You mean you're ungrateful for the omniscience? <laughs> <laughs> Think of what everybody's done for you. Dumb and everything, you're just so ungrateful. Just be patient and watch your mind. (laughs) But the, uh, I mean, but this is, sometimes we we aren't very sensitive to people. So if people talk like this, don't believe them. Maybe they're just letting off steam. Sometimes we really have to say those things to somebody else. Get it out of the system. Don't uh, you know? Learn how to listen to somebody. So that if they're, if somebody does say that, you know, oh, I hate this place, fat oh, <coughs> monks, those oh, senior, those oh, senior nuns, yeah. fat up with it, you, say, you know, I don't want to be like that. I want to get out of here. Oh. So you just listen. <coughs> you know, oftentimes we get intimidated, don't we? Oh to set them straight until so we started having a go. You, you should be grateful for your arms for When no, <laughs> 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 uh, 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 people do kind of blow up, don't make anything out of it. It's this, this, uh, probably a good thing. Let them do it. so that they can feel, uh, they can say the things maybe that they're there before it gets to a place where they just, uh, you know, they have no control, or they just have to get away, they have to leave because they can't stand the the repressive feelings they have. So sometimes you, you you know, just bear with the the, uh, people's complaints and Anger and in yourself, you know. Really, really, when you see that in yourself, listen to it, yes. and and deliberately think it out. In not not analyze it, but I, like my grumbling mind, I really I really grumble. I just try not to just get rid of it and try to something. I start grumbling and doing it consciously. I, I, am, I am too cold in the morning. And I don't feel very good. And You've know, this to do, and then that, and, then you go, and you start bringing it, thinking it out quite intentionally. <coughs> you can see it. You, it's just something you don't. You, you can let go of it. You can stop. You can, you can uh, release you know, the power. You can get un, out from under the power of that. So, that, like deliberately, you see what I mean by deliberate thinking. Like anger, something... In, 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 because you, if you've repressed anger all your life, then then really, when you feel anger, then really think it, really deliberately be angry. Try to get as angry as you can, and listen to it, observe that, that uh, feeling of anger. And deliberately think all the thoughts that come from that feeling. But there's the knowing, the refuge, again, to remind you, your refuge is in the knowing, the Buddha knowing the Dhamma. This is not a betrayal of the Sangha, or it's not a, a being ungrateful, or, or being selfish, or anything like that. Don't, because that's his personal interpretation, isn't it? That the personal judgment, is I shouldn't think like this, I shouldn't be so ungrateful, I shouldn't get angry with people. And then you then you're then you're stuck in always uh, uh, going around and around with that problem. So you you instead of doing that you you study, you look, you observe it as dhamma, which is seeing it the impermanence of it. Noting what it's like and and really really allowing this anger to be a conscious anger. And in consciousness, you can can, uh, observe it as as Dhamma. Until you let it be conscious, you'll always be just reacting to it. As soon as you feel anger, you start, start trying to suppress it or you start indulging in it. You go to the two extremes of indulgence and suppression.